Welcome to another post-game edition as we uh, go over Mexico's win against Fiji. And it was a struggle, Rafa, for the first 45 minutes. What were your thoughts on the first 45 minutes? I was... I don't know. Uh, I was kind of confident Mexico... I never, I never actually thought Mexico would lose this game, to be honest. But I was disappointed. I think it was a poor showing. I think it was quite the opposite of what we saw in Germany. Is it... I said this during... I tweeted this out, but... Is it like doesn't Mexico have a habit of playing down other competition, whether it's Fiji or some small Caribbean country in Concacaf qualifying? No, I think you're you're completely right about that one. I think overconfidence played a big part on this one. I think Mexico came out of that game thinking that game was already won, uh, and that since it showed, I think they were a little bit, I think, shocked maybe perhaps that that Fiji played such a game. I think everybody was shocked. I think I was shocked myself. I, generally speaking, I think when it when it comes to Mexico going up against these teams, it, it's usually them sitting back and absorbing that pressure and and playing their own game. F, Fiji, however, I think they they really went for it. I think that's admirable. I I know we spoke a little bit about it before the podcast about uh, how it's it's admirable that Fiji went for it. I think they pressed really high, and I think it surprised Mexico. It was just frustrating watching watching them just try to build from the back, try to do anything, and it's just like Fiji did some pressure, and they're like, "Oh, let's just boot it up there." It's just yeah, like it, you're Mexico; you are so much better than this country technically. Like, don't get scared, pass it around. Like, it's just so frustrating to watch. It was just half of those possessions ended with with Salcedo or Montes just booting it upfield, and it was just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it was. It was exactly the opposite of what we saw against Germany, in my opinion. I think it was a team that uh, that didn't know what to do with the ball. Uh, I think you tweeted they couldn't uh, string two or three passes together. It was just a complete mess. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know what to say. They they just seemed like they arrived to that game uh, thinking that Fiji was going to be a piece of cake, and unfortunately for them, it wasn't. Uh, but. Thankfully, I guess for Mexico fans and and all of us, uh, Mexico corrected in the second half. And the goal, like what? It looked like Talavera was yelling at Salcedo after the goal, but it it was all his fault. What was, he was in no man's land. Yeah, I, I mean, I you'd have to see it over and over again, I guess, to get a better understanding. Maybe analyze it a little bit better. Uh, I think it was well, it's primarily Alfredo Talavera's fault. I have no idea what he was doing, like you said. Uh, but because the ball was never gonna land in the box, so it's not like he could have, you know, caught it or hit it out. He would have had to use his head. Yeah, but I mean, that's you have to give some sort of fault to to Carlos Alcedo. If that if Talavera would have never left, it would have been in a one on one, or and you know, it could have been a Fiji goal as well. Obviously, but would have, he would have had to the, the Fiji player would have had to control that. So you know, he'd have had to control it on the first touch to even have a. A chance to shoot that. I don't. If if Talavera does not come out, I don't see Fiji scoring a goal on that. I just don't. I. I, don't I mean, I still think that Salcedo has some fault in there. He he just completely lost his marker there. Uh, but it it was a bad goal to give up, and you saw it coming too. I think they had one or two chances before that. Uh, I mean, it was just relentless pressing from Fiji. 
it's it surprised me, like I said before. I think it surprised Mexico, and they made Mexico pay there. They uh, they scored an important goal. It's worth noting that this is the first uh, tournament Fiji, the first Olympics Fiji attend, uh, and it was actually their first goal, their first big goal in a big soccer tournament in its history. So it was a historic goal. Uh, I guess Mexico is uh, unfortunate to be on the end of it, uh, but it's a goal that, that in the history books will be remembered as Fiji's first ever goal. And Mexico didn't get any shots on goal for the first 33 minutes of the game. Like, that's insane. No shots for the first 33 minutes. I I mean, I don't know. If you want to talk about Irving Lozano, he was a bit disappointed. No, he got subbed out after 45 minutes. Yeah, and before anyone, I know people have already said why he got he got subbed out because he was bad. There's no other reason. It wasn't like he was banged up or anything. He was just he was just bad. Yeah, I I don't know. It's such a tough game to analyze because uh, I think the game plan was just completely different. It was it was different from what Mexico expected. Fiji to come out with I think I I wouldn't want to make like sweeping conclusions about this game because it was just a tough game it was a tough game to watch for us I'm sure the players thought it was tough just the first 45 minutes being there uh but I, I can't really blame Chucky too much I think he will bounce back from this I know a lot of people were critical of him in the first game because he missed one or two shots uh but if you ask me I still start Irving Lozano in the third game Oh, I would too. I would too. But I like that they pulled him, so it's not like he he can do whatever he wants, and it's it's okay. He's gonna play. It's like no, hey, you gotta step up your game, or you know, we're gonna sub you. We're gonna yank you out. Yeah. And he got he got pulled out when Mexico was still losing. So. No, you're completely right. It's it's quite a statement. Um, but at the end of the day, I think this is the kind of player you want to have on the field. I know we'll talk more about the second half and how. Eric Gutierrez kind of took over his spot and, and showed him by scoring four goals. But uh, I still I still like Irving Lozano. I, I think it's just an unfortunate situation that they were in in the first 45 minutes. But uh, I think he'll he'll bounce back. Yeah, you you start him in the next game, but just it's just because everyone knows he's so good, so talented. It was just so frustrating to watch him go out there, and you're just you're, you everyone knows he can do so much better. But like you're saying, you, you don't. You, st- you still start him the next game, for sure. Um, the defense, uh, Montes and Salcedo, what did you think of how they did? I'll say this for the third time. I think it was exactly the opposite of what we saw against Germany. <laughs> I th- I don't know. Uh, I thought Montes, Montes was, was brilliant. Thought, really? You thought he was No, well, no. I thought he was brilliant against Germany. Oh, I thought yes. he was horrible today. Yes. Uh, I think that's the point I was trying to make. Uh I mean, he was just so off. There was a point where he tried dribbling out, and I think somebody snatched the ball off him and got a chance. Yeah, and then he uh, and then he would. There was a couple times where he didn't know. Granted, some of it was the midfield. Like some of the midfield players didn't come back when the center backs had the ball, so he was just waiting for some for something to happen, and nothing happened. And either he booted it or he dribbled himself into some trouble. Yeah, it, it was not good. Uh, I think Carlos Salcedo again. We could put a bit of the blame on on the goal. Uh, not entirely. I think most of it was Talavera. But the same could be said about Salcedo. He, there was times where he tried to come out playing and it was just a complete mess. Uh, again, part of it is that Fiji's game plan was 
was basically built around that and pressuring those two center backs to, to make mistakes. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was not what you'd expect from Mexico technically. It was uh, it was just bad. They couldn't connect two, three passes together. It was just bad. Well, some break, breaking news here. I don't know if you have your phone by you, but uh, Ruben Rodriguez just tweeted out that uh, Pizarro has a fractured fibula. No, so, I, so was, he's done. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. So that was my next point. We're gonna get into injuries, and well, that's number one. Pizarro's done. So, well, uh, from from the sound of it, I, I'm guessing that it's serious. So he's yeah, he's going back to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't think he. I don't think you can get a replacement. I think this tournament's like that's it. You have 18 players. So Mexico had 16 field players. Well, the point I'm trying to well, the point I'll make about Pizarro was this. I know a lot of people complain that he wasn't playing very good either. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think Potter played him in a position. We we went over this in the first podcast. He played him in a position where he probably doesn't play at his best. Um, I like him in between lines. Just the mess he makes playing in between lines, just through the middle, causing problems for other defenses. Something that we sort of slightly saw near the end against Germany. Uh, and today, I think he was quite anonymous during that first half while he was still on, playing on the right-hand side as well. So I think that in that sense, Mexico shouldn't worry unless Potro was planning on using him through the middle more often going forward in this tournament. Uh, but it's still a heavy loss. I think that at the end of the day, he's a better player when he's playing through the middle. Um, and I think Mexico would benefit from that if they played him more in the middle. But of course, now he's out, so uh, I we won't get to see that. But And he's going to be out for about three to four months, I think. That's yeah. like the typical recovery time. So he's pretty much done for that apertura for Pachuca, I think. Unless he tries to... I don't think they're going to rush him, though. He's so young. I think he's done for this for the rest of the apertura. Yeah, it's, it's a tough blow going forward for Pachuca as well because uh, he, he actually played all of last season in that position I just told you, which is more of that, uh, that in-between lines, that behind-the-striker kind of guy who, who just caused problems for, for other guys. Uh, and opened up space for his teammates. I mean, that's a position where I think he's absolutely brilliant. He's one of the only Mexican players that can do that. So it's tough seeing him go out, but I think Mexico should have enough to, to cover him on the wing. Again, the only problem is if Potro thought about playing him through the middle going forward in this tournament, then it's a shame that he'll he'll be gone for the rest of this tournament. Yeah, so that sucks for Mexico, Pachuca, and then he's pretty much done for three the rest of this year. You know, I he was going to be called up. I I would imagine for at least the the two remaining games in the World Cup qualifying, which Mex which Mexico already has a spot in the hex, and then the first couple hex games in November, and then there's a, those are two friendlies in October. So I think you know Juan Carlos Osorio had his eye on him too to call him up. Yeah, I think that's one guy that Osorio really likes. Uh, again, it's a shame. It's it's funny because he, uh, well, it's not funny actually, but uh, the the way he got injured didn't seem like a very serious. I'm not sure if you saw it. It was sort of just like a regular kick on on the leg. So uh, yeah, it didn't look that. Bad. It didn't look. He tried to play too. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe it was a mistake to keep keep on playing. He should just like subbed out or something instead of trying to play for five minutes. But yeah. uh, it seemed like a very 
you know, normal play where he got hurt. But that's how it goes with injuries. Just terrible timing for him. Um, yeah. All right, well, the other injuries, Peralta looked like he was banged up in the previous game, started this game, and then he looked like he just his nose is broken. I would be surprised <laughs> if it, that thing just and the and the crazy thing is he got he was on the hurt bleeding or he was on the ground bleeding, and then um that's when Pizarro right after Pizarro was like hurt and he was hobbling. So I was thinking, great, Mexico is gonna have to make two injury subs in the first half. Yeah. I... I don't know about Peralta. I, I don't know if he – you probably know more than me if he's hurt or what happened to his nose. But just overall, his performance today was – I'm not sure what you give his performance today. He, he missed that sitter at the end. I know it was meaningless. I think he was offside or something. But, yeah, he was offside. But, I mean, it was that kind assists. of game. For, he I got mean... two assists, which is, which is a positive out of this. But he again looked anonymous, I guess, as well. Well, he like in like, the first half like... – he didn't get the ball. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to fault him too much because, like we were saying, he just did not get the ball. Like, we couldn't string any passes together to give him the ball. Besides, unless you want to count him getting the ball when we would just chuck it upfield and he would have to try to knock it down for Lozano. But, I mean, being the the captain of the team, I I'd imagine that he he do some vocal you know leadership out there and and tell his guys to. To you know, adjust to the game, do something about it when you're down 1-0. I didn't see that from Pedro. Yeah, Pedata. I didn't see that either. So maybe that's just a little point yeah. on the side. Yeah, well, for these two games, Peralta has three assists and one goal. So, yeah, just, just throwing that out there. Just throwing that yeah. out there. <laughs> um, all right, second half. So the second half kicks off, and Ponchito comes in for Lozano. Because he was just not doing well, and then they kind of like you were saying, Guti got moved up a little bit. I think he kind of took over Losano's spot on the wing a little bit. He allowed him to play a little higher up, and he delivered. He missed that sitter, and then after that, he made the next four. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if that's where you want to see Gutierrez going forward on the left wing, but he got the goals. That's that's all that matters here. He got four goals. I. I think poor Fiji couldn't adjust to that. They they didn't know what was going on, and and that was game. Yeah, and it was four goals, and he had three goals. He had a hat trick in 13 minutes, so he just kept pouring them on. <laughs> I think that we talked about this before, but Fiji they just they were pressing so high, they're doing everything so intense, they just broke down. It's like the 50th, like between the 50th and 60th minute, they just they like they were gassed. Yeah, that's that's the downside, I guess, of playing a game like that. Uh, they just, I mean, after the the first goal, it, it, they kind of knew that it was over, <laughs> that they were not going to get the win anymore. And to their credit, they still play a wonderful game. I, I'm still, I think it's it was admirable for them to play that way. Uh, at the end of the day, the lopsided scoreline is probably because they played that way they could have easily just sat back and parked the bus and and hope for for you know minimal defeat but they went for it and i think that's that's worth admiring and uh unfortunately for them i don't think they're still at that level where uh where they they can go toe-to-toe with teams they couldn't recognize you know that little small move of guti moving to the left and uh that changed the whole game that they didn't know how to adjust I mean, we talked about this in a larger sense about how Mexico struggled against Germany. 
and sort of the same thing happened with Fiji. Like once when Scuti moved to the left, they couldn't adjust. Uh, but obviously, the gap between Mexico and Germany is a lot smaller than the gap between Mexico and Fiji. Uh, and Mexico just took advantage, and that was game. Uh, but again, for me, I give Fiji a round of applause. Huh? I think they should be proud. Yeah, like I mean, like you're saying, it's like their first major goal in the Olympics, their first goal in like any tournament, really. So, I mean, I like I said, Mexico played like crap in the first half, but very few of us thought they were actually going to lose. It was more of a, hey, Mexico struggling; they need to put it together. But I was never concerned, like, oh, we're going to lose to Fiji, you know. No, you're completely right. I agree with you. I, I never at any single point of this game did I think Mexico was not going to win this game. Uh, but it was frustrating. If we're going to summarize this whole game again, I think you you said it best. It was a frustrating first half. Just terrible. Yeah, terrible. But, uh, yeah, going forward, man, it sucks. Pizarro's hurt. That uh, I'm really disappointed in that. But... I think, uh, I mean, I'll repeat not, myself. I, I know, think that, but not necessarily for this tournament, just in general. Like, as a young player, well, I was disappointed he got hurt. I think injuries are just part of the game. It's, it happens to everybody. Well, uh, you're an Arsenal fan, so you're used to <laughs> well, getting hurt every two weeks. <laughs> well, but, I mean, it, it's just part of growing up as a player. He's going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. Uh I mean, it's just part of his maturing process. He's he's gonna grow up and he's gonna be, a, he's gonna grow up. Well, he's already grown up, but he's gonna he's gonna get older. And he's gonna become a better player for it. Fortunately, um, but it, it just happens. I think it happens to everybody. Uh, I mean, I hope that nothing serious happens to the other guys, but it, it's something that you have to live with. Uh, one thing I want to touch on. See, we thought. Mexico and the fullbacks. How do you think they they did? Did they do any better than last game? I mean, I know you're not a fan of Torres Nilo. He's been subpar, to say the least. Yeah, I'll say Torres Nilo. I was not happy with Torres Nilo's game today. I, I thought Abella was better today. I, I, maybe you disagree, but I thought he was a bit better. I, th- I thought he at least tried to push forward and try to connect with the guys in front of him. Uh, and defensively speaking, of course, he, he wasn't troubled like he was against... Uh, searching Navri against with Germany. Uh, obviously, he didn't German, have that pressure. That's a, that's a German legend, Navri. German Arsenal at legend. Point, at this point. Future Arsenal legend. <laughs> at least he's an Olympic legend. I mean, the man's been tearing it up. No, but in that sense, I guess he had he didn't have that pressure of guarding some guy who's just running up up against you every two seconds. So he did well. I thought Thoris Nilo was not very good. Again. I, I like to see in a game against a team like Fiji. I like to see a guy like Torres Nilo push up further, and he made like one overlapping run, and that was it. I mean, I I just think that you have to be a bit more risky against a team like Fiji because you know you're a better team than Fiji. So why not push forward? I thought Torres Nilo was a bit conservative. I mean, this is a far cry from Torres Nilo we saw maybe you know four years ago, which you know it just ran up up and down like crazy down the left flank. Uh, I've been disappointed with Doris Nilo, if I'm being honest. He's yeah, he's been especially as an overage player. You got that added pressure of hey, there's only three slots. We're putting one, we're wasting one on you, or you know, we're using one on you. Put it to good use, and it's just we haven't used it. We haven't made the most out of it. Yep. Um, 
yeah, going forward, so Mexico won. Uh, we have final. I think you well just quickly recap that that uh, South Korea Germany game. What happened in that game? It was crazy. It was. It was a good game. <laughs> it was a good game. It was. Uh, it was very similar to the Mexico game, actually. If, if I'm being honest, uh, I think I told you earlier in the podcast, uh, or before the podcast, I should say that that Korea did everything Mexico did, and I think they did it a little bit better. Uh, obviously, at the end, Germany got a goal right at the end with a deflected free kick. It was quite unlucky that Korea didn't get away with the, with the win on that one. But Korea were brilliant. I think they they studied up on what Mexico did against Germany, and they executed even better. Uh, I think there's reason to be worried, especially because at the end, uh, the point doesn't help Mexico very much. Uh, I think Mexico could be in a situation where they need to win, especially if Germany go go ahead and just you know, to, you know, demolish Fiji just like Korea did. Yeah. So, um, Mexico can advance if they tie, and Germany doesn't win by more than four goals against Fiji. Yeah, exactly. So Mexico's gonna have to need to win that game just in insurance. Uh, oh yeah, they, the, yeah, you have to win. On the bright side, the Korea should—I assume—they should rest a couple of their players since they're already qualified. I mean, well, they're not qualified, but no, no, you're. I'm completely wrong, right? They still need to. Yeah, they still need. Something. Yeah, at least a drop, yeah. right? Unless, yeah, no, unless so. you actually think Fiji is going to beat Germany. <laughs> well, no, you, well, stranger things have happened, but I doubt. It. And these uh, games will be played at the same time, so no funny business. <laughs> no, so you're right, right? So yeah, um, that's tough. It's tough. I, I'm, I'm genuinely worried about Korea. I think they're a good team. They're, they've got some bright players. They've, they got guys who are playing in very good teams in Europe, uh, and they got local guys who are really, really good. So, this is a team not to take lightly. Uh, and let's be honest, Mexico usually struggle against Eastern Asian teams. Uh, they don't bode well against teams uh, of that region of the world. It's just teams that Mexico generally struggle against. Uh, maybe because they're they're technically quite similar to Mexico, so it's it's gonna be a good game. It's it's gonna be exciting. Mexico pretty much have to win. I mean, you can't really count on Fiji helping you out or doing anything. And South Korea has you know four more goals in the goal difference category, so it's a, literally a must win for Mexico. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I'm not sure. Well, you say you you watched the last ten minutes, correct? Yeah, of the Korea game. Yeah. yeah. No, there there were several of those players. They have um. Korea could have put up another goal on uh Germany right before Germany scored. They just yeah. It's a three on one, and somehow they just they messed it up. I mean, they have the guy who, one of their strikers plays for, for Tottenham. The other guy plays for. It's actually teammates with uh with Porto guys, though. Not for long, not much longer. I think he's on his well, way he, out. <laughs> yeah, he's on his way out, but, I mean, he played there for six months, so uh, that should tell you a bit of at least the quality he has as a player. So this is a, a very good team. This is a very good Korea team. Uh, they shouldn't be taken lightly. Yeah, I mean, who, how do you think Mexico lines up against them, barring, you know, the injuries we've had and 
and you know what what we're gonna do. I think it's just a pretty a pretty much the same lineup minus just plugging someone in for uh, Pizarro or yeah Pizarro. Well, ideally, I know I'm not the coach, so so definitely not gonna happen. But I like to see Irving Lozano move to the right. I know he's more dangerous on. Lozano, yeah, Lozano is dangerous on the right and the left, but I don't know. We'll see. All right, technical difficulties for the second podcast in a row. But, uh, Rafa, you're finishing up your point about Rafa, uh, playing uh, Lozano on the right instead of the left. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's not up to me, but and I know it's not going to happen, but I'd, lo- I'd like to see Lozano give it a try on the right. I know he's more effective on the left. Uh, but just to get... Uh, Poncho Gonzalez in there because I know he's more of a possession-oriented kind of guy, uh, and I think that's going to be needed with, against a team like South Korea, uh, where it's going to be more back and forth and try and figure out who who's going to have possession of the ball, who's going to try to attack and go forward. So I'd like to see that. I know that's not going to happen. So Cisneros is probably going to get the start uh, on the right. So I- I'm not sure what you have in mind or what you think would be best for for L3. I mean, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I would. That's what I would do. Switch it up a little bit. I, you have to get Pizarro in the game. You have to. Or sorry, not Pizarro, but um, uh, Ponchito. You have to start him. I think. Try getting some more minutes. Or you never know. Maybe Potro goes with with Guti on the left again. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. Yeah, I mean, I like I like him more in the middle, Guti. Yeah. I mean, it was against Fiji today, like. You know? I mean, Poncho was sort of playing that that Guti position today after Guti moved to the left. So uh, maybe Potter doesn't see Poncho on, on the wing. Although he's tried him on the wing before, we saw we saw it on the U twenty three, the tournament here that they had in the U S uh, Pro Olimpico. We saw yeah. Poncho on the left. So uh, I don't know. It's it's really up to Potter. Potter has has decisions to make here. The the other guy who I spoke in length about in the last game and I'm still not a fan of is Michael Perez I still think Vitor Guzman should be should be the guy there yeah he he was anonymous again well he wasn't bad today but yeah. I still think Vitor Guzman brings that that solid guy in the middle the guy you need uh, but there's a reason that Potro goes for a guy like Perez maybe he just trusts Perez a bit more uh, but in my opinion, I, I'd like to see Victor Guzman get a tri- get a try from from the starting for, from the start, I should say. Uh, I just think that he's he's a more balanced midfielder than Michael Perez. And for goalie, but, are we still going with Talavera or what? Well, of course, you can't <laughs> just sneak in uh, Lahu there. But uh, come on, he uh, I'll I say know, one thing. I know, it, I know. I'm just I, I've said this before in the podcast. Um, you know. When it comes to mistakes like that, I mean, they're bad, they're terrible. Talavera has most of the blame to go uh, for that goal. But at the end of the day, you want a goalkeeper like that in your team. You want a guy who who even, we know he messed up terribly, but a guy who's aggressive. I'd rather have a guy go for that ball than a guy who just stands there and lets the guy score, you know? Um, for me, it's that's what a, a big trait in any goalkeeper is his aggressiveness. Uh, I'd rather have a guy make that one mistake, that one out of 100th time, uh, over a guy who, who you know, is too timid to go for a ball, who just lets a guy go ahead and get get a free header inside a cor- inside the box after a corner. I mean, Talavera is usually right most of the time, so 
uh, let's give him a pass on this one. It's just, you know, ish happens. Yeah. Yep. Another thing I saw just popping up Twitter is that uh, I think it's confirmed that uh, Odriba has a broken or fractured nose. Yeah, Peralta. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if how that's gonna affect him going forward. I, unfortunately, I'm not a doctor, but yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but if he's gonna miss time, then yeah, that's pretty bad. Although, I think he should be able to play. Maybe I think he should be a player that puts a mask on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I also saw that Montes picked up something as well, but he's been carrying that for a while. Yeah, and some people are reporting that Oribe is coming back to Mexico, so I I don't know, man. <laughs> wow, if that's the case, then. Oribe is gone, Pizarro has gone, Montes is banged up. It's man. Kubo time. It's Kubo time. Yeah, trying to get Kubo in there. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens from here until, uh, I think it's uh, Tuesday, correct? Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. Wednesday, will play against South Korea. Any predictions? Man, I'm worried about that game. Uh, I, I guess think it's. I guess we'll hold off on predictions until we find out who who the hell's healthy. I, no, but I think Mexico should have enough to to at least get a draw from that game. But uh, it's a tough, tough game. Korea is no joke. I say two uh, one Mexico, but it won't. Uh, it'll be an ugly ass two one game though. It's tough. I, I'm. I'll. I'll reserve my prediction, but I think it's it's a tough, tough game. It's gonna be fun though. So, I mean, I don't want. It was always gonna come down to this game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. It, it sort of, it was, you know, just written from the start that this was gonna be it. But it sucks now. It, it kind of does suck. It kind of takes away from it that that Peralta might be gone and uh, and Pizarro is is done. So uh, you kind of want to face these games with your best players on the field. So it's kind of a bummer that you won't get to see Pizarro there. Uh, as for Peralta, again, we can't confirm that, but that does suck. Yeah, it seems like people, the national team's account said that he they, he's still being attended to and determined his status, and other people saying he's coming back to Mexico, so we don't know. I mean, I guess it's a small chance he can play with the, with the mask. So Yeah. Well, I mean, before we go, after these two games, do you see anybody? I know there's some games going on right now, as a matter of fact, but uh, anybody you think that any other team aside from this group C that you think wow this this team might have a chance to win it? Yeah. Honestly, it's just been. I mean, can Mexico with Pizarro and Peralta done? Can they make a run for at least semifinals or something? I in your opinion, so. there's no team that's I've watched that's like blown me out. Like, oh my god, these guys have it in the bag. I mean, Brazil's playing tonight and they they couldn't even score at home. Being up a man for 30 minutes. So, these games are I mean, tricky. I, I think Argentina's playing right now, maybe. I'm not sure. But, I mean, they struggled as well. Argentina won 2-1 to one against Algeria. Oh, they won already. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Each team had a red card, so I don't even know. So, I'm not sure. Uh, this tournament is up for grabs, in my opinion. If Brazil oh, yeah. don't oh, yeah. don't get it, don't get it together, then anybody can win it. But after, I have to say after after these two games, uh, I'm surprised. I'm going. Uh, I like Korea. I mean, I know that it's going to come down to that Korea versus Mexico game. But 
if it, if it were up to me, I think Mexico and Korea should progress from this group because I think they were, they've been the two better teams. Uh, I know Germany is Germany, but they, they did not... I think Korea was a better team today. Let's just put it that way. I think if Germany couldn't, couldn't beat Mexico and then Korea went ahead and was a better team over them, then I don't think they deserve to go to the next round. So I like Korea. I think... Uh, who knows? Maybe Korea and Mexico meet again if, if they do both progress from, from this group stage because I, I like what I saw from Korea today. I just don't see Germany not winning by more than four, but who knows? With Fiji, I don't know. Yeah, that's the unfortunate yeah. thing. I mean, that's how it's going to go down, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, anything else we want to touch on before we wrap it up? No, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, again, I, I don't think there's too many sweeping conclusions to make out of this game. It, it was just a really tough game. Uh, Mexico went, went in ridiculously overconfident, uh, and they paid the price. But at, at the end, Mexico is a team with quality, and they showed that against a team like Fiji, which, which with all due respect, it, uh, is still you know not at, at the level of a team like Mexico. Uh, but all credit to them. They played a great, 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 great game, and you know that's worthy of recognition. Uh, but these injuries, it's it's interesting. We'll we'll keep track of of what happens going forward now. Yeah, I'm just we'll see. Like you're saying, like we were saying earlier, just now, there's no clear favorite besides Brazil, and Brazil's struggling. So, but they do have Neymar, and I, he's the best player in the tournament. Yeah. They got Gabi Gol too. Gabi Gol, yeah. <laughs> Is he? Did he sign anywhere yet? Did he go somewhere in Spain? Uh... No, I think he might be rumored to go to Inter. Uh, then there's a uh, Gabriel, the other Gabriel, the one who just signed for Manchester City. So, so Brazil have an okay team, but again, we'll see how they do. All right, well, keep uh, posted to FMF State of Mind for some more articles and analysis of the tournament. Um, where can they find you, Rafa? At MexicanFootCom, yeah, on Twitter. You can find me at the Colorful Kit, probably sending out sad memes now that Pizarro's hurt. So, But uh, thanks for listening.